up everybody we got a lot to talk about we got a lot to talk about tonight mm. as you know already we're gonna lead it off zach mr will wade has parted ways has been fired has been let go however you want to put it from the lsu tigers it's been, it's been fired so yeah, he's been fired. He was fired. Let's get real. NOA was released, and Will Wade has been fired. And that's what we're going to lead off with. We want to discuss the details of this NOA, what busted him, and maybe looking forward, who can we get now? Because obviously we are right back into a coaching search. Interesting on that, Reagan. Scott Woodward will now have to hire a new football coach, yep. a new baseball coach, a new basketball coach, and a new women's basketball coach within the calendar year. Yeah. Huge. In one calendar year. So glad that Mr. Woody, Scott Woodward, is here as our athletic director. Yes, because, sir. I mean, what a legend to have as your athletic director. And I have all the faith and the trust in Scott Woodward to do what's right. And this is a tough situation that we're going to have to work through. Zach, this stuff was released. He's been fired. Let me get your thoughts on on, on what has transpired and what was in the, 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 the NOA specifically. Well, I do want to start off this by saying that I, I, I do appreciate Will Wade and what he did for the program. He obviously brought LSU to a tier where they had not been before, at least in many years. He was the winningest coach in the SEC in the last four years. We, of course, finished, you know, like top five, I think, in the last however many years with him. You know, he he was bringing in five-star recruits. Of course, we had the regular season championship you know we also played in the sec tournament championship last season so before we get into all the bad i do want to say there were a lot of things that were positive with will wade he was a young coach he was very analytical and so for you know for all those things we appreciate appreciate that now here's the bad we know that most colleges most college basketball programs they pay players to come to their school. That's that's a known fact. You know, whether it's a blue bud like Kentucky or or Duke or or Kansas with Bill Self 
or whoever, you name it, North Carolina, all those different programs. We've heard all the rumors. We've heard all the allegations and even the violations that have been announced with these top tier schools that were paying players to come to their school or, or giving them some sort of something to come to their school. Um, so, you know, it is not that he cheated. I, that's not why I'm mad. I am upset and I am very frustrated at Will Wade for how he went about it. I think Will Wade had good intentions when he came to this program. He had intentions of building a championship program, building a program that could compete in the SEC and go to the NCAA tournament and make deep runs. That was his intentions, right? And for that, you know, that was a good intention by Will Wade to want to succeed and and, and obtain those things. The problem is how he went about it, right? And it's not it's not yeah. even so much so the paying <laughs> players because with that, I'm fine. It's how he tried to cover it up and not get caught, right? I mean, good grief. Get a middleman, right? After we read the NOA and, and everything that was in the NOA, Will Wade uses his own personal bank account that is a joint bank account with his wife Yikes. to pay players. Yikes. And then after everything's found out, he then has to give uh, Bill Armstrong, you know, a little little promotion, give him a little bit more, maybe a little bit more pay, a little, little salary bump, so that uh, Bill Armstrong will keep his mouth shut. Um, he also has he also has to go and pay ex players' fiance. We know who the player is. We won't say it. Everybody knows who the player is. We won't say it. But he has to go and he has to play, pay this ex player's fiance, and. He pays her, and then they have text messages on his personal phone that the deal was not done. She thought that she was going to get more, and apparently there was a car that was involved, all these different things. And yeah. we're like, well, I thought we were good. Like, well, what's the problem? Just complete stupidity. And I, I don't know whether Reagan – I've heard I've heard both of these things. I don't know whether it's just arrogance because he thought, I'm good, like, Louisiana's got my back. LSU's got my back. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. Like, I'm good. I don't know whether it's arrogance or whether it's just complete stupidity. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's a little bit of both, honestly, because you you got to be dumb to try and cheat in <laughs> this, this day and age in college basketball. So, yeah, you got to be <laughs> a complete moron um, to not try and find a middleman yeah. um, or, or at least – two, three middlemen to have these dealings with these players. Uh, and, and what's sad is it, it's it's really it's really dumb even now because you have NIL and you could – I mean, if you wanted to, you could use school funding, school money to give to these businesses and say, hey, your business is going to get promotion. Use this money to pay these athletes so they will come to my school, right? right. Even if you wanted to go about it that way. And, and yes, that's wrong, but I mean, they were already cheating back in the day. I'm sure there's more cheating going on now. It was just really mind blowing to me how dumb and arrogant Will Wade went about trying to cover this up. And then he just straight up lied 
to FBI officials and to LSU administration, LSU officials. And that's, that is exactly why you got fired. You did not get fired because you were paying players. You yeah. got fired because you tried to cover it up. You tried to shut it up and you lied to the people that were backing you and you lied to the people that were investigating you. Yeah. You completely botched and mishandled. I mean, <laughs> how dumb do you have to be to use your joint count with your wife, bro? What are you doing? That's so easy. Bro. Uh, again, I don't know if it's arrogance or just complete. Do you not stupidity. think that's the first account they're going to look at? I mean, come on, man. Holy cow. Uh, look, this just proves there is no man one there's no person no no one person that is bigger than LSU and Will Wade is not bigger than LSU and he really gave Scott Woodward and and William Tate no choice but to make this move it needed yeah. to be done there's really nothing else need to be said i mean you there's people out on twitter i'm not going to sit here and act like i didn't like Will Wade cuz i liked Will Wade I liked his energy. I mean, I don't know if you'll find another more tenacious guy than Will Wade. And it seemed as if he loved this program. He loved this school. He loved his players, all of that. But at the same time, I'm right there with him. But, and I love Will Wade, but people who are defending Will Wade as if we should have like fought for him, as if Scott and, and, and Tate should have held out and, and tried to do whatever, dude. That the evidence is overwhelming. There was no other option. They, the school needed to make a move, and 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 Scott and Tate kind of laid that out in their statement that they made. You know that that this just became very taxing, and it, it's been a lengthy process, and it's going to continue to be a lengthy process, and this is becoming too much of a burden for our our our, our student athletes, man. I mean, I just and, – and you can't sit there and act like all of this will brush over. All of this will be good. We're good. And yeah. it felt like in that, that press conference, he was like, you know, I'm just ready for it all to be over with. I'm like – like it felt like, man, he felt like he was good, and he's not. So, I just – I don't know what was going through his head, uh, but it, it just wasn't very smart what he did. Uh, he got busted, and, and man, you cannot deceive and push back. I, I mean, the dude, when you go to pushing and shoving on the NCAA, they're going to bust you, man. They are going to bust you, especially when you start impeding on the investigation, uh, misleading yeah. the investigation, especially FBI officials and all of this stuff. You can't be doing that, man. I mean, uh, there's seven Seven level one violations to the basketball program, and I, I'm just about all of them are tied to Wade. Yeah, only one of them. Is, there's eight in the the total NOA uh, release. One of them being football. Seven being basketball. I mean, overwhelming. There's eight eight level one. Eight level one. There's some lower levels, but there eight is, level I one. I think there's like a level three uh, yeah. with or drawn and recruiting and whatnot. That's not too major in all honesty, but yeah. just dude, I, I, after reading the, 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 what was released, 
there was absolutely no reason for Scott Woodward and William Tate to continue and, and try to fight this, right? And there is going to be now major sanctions placed on the basketball program. We'll see uh, how it turns out with football. And I'll, I will kind of hit on that here in a minute. But, dude, there's going to be – I, I, I truly believe there's going to be at least two postseason bans, two years. Yep. At uh, least. I have to agree. Um, I, I would I would be thrilled if it got knocked down to one, but I just don't see that fit. Now, whatever Scott Woodward may do between now and then, these hearings have still have had to be had. There's got to be responses. Yeah. And Scott Woodward said he's not really – this is not an acceptance of what was laid out in, in the NOAs. Rather, this is an action they needed to take. For the sake of the school is what I'm trying to say. Uh, this was not them accepting what – what was presented because they can go to this hearing and have some stuff, you know, reevaluated and, and push back on some of these things. And maybe the sanctions are lessened, but there is enough there to, to hang our program for, for a two to three years. And, and that's just the sad reality of it. You've, you've got seven level one violations and, and you're going to take a hit on the basketball program. Yeah. And there had to be, a, a move made. Well, now, I, I, I love what, what Cody mentioned. Um, Cody yeah. says if, if Ordron isn't immune to being fired, then Wade definitely isn't immune to being no fired. Doubt. That is one of the points that I made on Spaces the other night. If you are going to hate on and yep. belittle or, or, or just dislike Ordron – Yep. Because of everything that happened and, and the and the P, the bad PR and, and just all of that and be excited and happy that he is gone because and he is facing repercussions of, of the things that he oh. did, then you have to be the same exact way with Will Wade. You have yeah, to be. No doubt. I mean, like we talked about, Ed Ordron was the poster child for for, for culture fit and, and backing, you know, with – people from Louisiana who loved him for being this, you know, cult perfect culture fit. You know, if if you booted Ed Ordron for those things, you definitely boot Will Wade. You you have to have, you know, fairness in throughout the athletic program. But look, I, I think this is also something that Scott Woodward needed to do to maybe help these sanctions in some way because they're coming. I mean, we're gonna get hit with something. And, and and I think it's going to be a pretty massive hit to the basketball program. And this may be an attempt like, hey, NCAA, we're, we're, we're trying to clean this up. We're trying to make good on this. We, we've, we've been cleaning up our athletic program from what? Good grief. Joe Oliva left it in. You, you've got to clean it up. And, and this could be his, you know, showing of, hey, we're we're trying to clean this up. And we're trying to take care of business. And we're not going to know what, what goes on in those hearings and whatnot specifically. Some some people might. I know probably we won't. But we'll hear what those results are. And, and we'll see how much Scott Woodward and William Tate and LSU can can retain in, in, in making that effort to make it right with the NCAA, so to, so to speak. What I hate so much about these situations, I hate it that 
I understand that Will Wade is probably going to hit with a show cause. I mean, he's probably going to get hit with that. Yeah. But you're going to have – if you hit, get hit with a two-year postseason ban, you're going to have players and coaches who were never involved paying the price for this. And that really stinks. Even – and the as the athletic director and the president of the school, none of these people were involved in this. Everybody involved has been stripped of the program, and guys who are going to to suffer the consequences are people who are not involved. I just wish there was another way, and, and, and I'm not going to make a suggestion because I really don't know what the suggestion would be, honestly, but it just these are these are innocent guys who are going to pay this penalty, and, and that's what I hate the most about this whole situation. Cody says on on that topic, the CCU, though, said when it comes to these situations, they try to hand out sanctions and stuff that punishes the school, but not the players. So maybe it'll be just enough to where it'll hurt just a bit. Um, I mean, you hope so. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you hope so. Uh, As you mentioned earlier, you know, hopefully it's, you know, like something like a two-year three year at the most again that's just something that we have to wait and see but let's let's get to some of these comments reagan and then we'll transition into you know some of the potential new coaches that we could be talking about candidates you know mo hippa he said what do y'all think of the football repercussions which he mentioned that earlier i I personally don't think and, and i've been saying this you know i've been saying this reagan you know me and you argued it one of the one of the nights before, I think it was the day you sent the you you sent the article of the notice of allegations. I, I don't think there is really anything major that is going to happen to football. I just don't. Um, they they self imposed a bowl ban. They self imposed limiting the scholarships, taking away scholarships, and they went through all of that. And then you bring in Brian Kelly. I don't I don't think that Scott Woodward would ask all the boosters to spend all of that money and say, hey, let's bring in Brian Kelly. And, and why would you hype up bringing in Brian Kelly and hype up this new football program uh, under Brian Kelly that you are about to begin? And then you're about to get slapped with something like a bowl ban, a, a year or two yeah. bowl ban. I just don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. Now, the NCA they can do what they want. They're the own governing body. And so – you know, they could say, well, we we felt we felt like there was lack of uh, institutional control. And so I hope that isn't the case. And, and then they, you know, because of that, they, they really lay the hammer down on football. But from what it seems and from what we're hearing around LSU, it doesn't seem like anything major is going to happen. Maybe, you know, they they take away some scholarships again for a short period of time. Uh, or something minor uh, uh, like that, you know, but even even like a one season ball bat, I feel would be like a, you know, a big thing. I just don't think like anything like that's going to happen to football. Right. And and my whole point in arguing that was was you don't sell yourself short if stuff's coming. But it sounds like Scott Woodward is has probably worked some magic with the NCAA, I, I guess magic maybe for a, a lack of better words. Uh, some rapport is probably a better word with the NCAA, seeing they, you know, they noted in the NOA, which is a big thing that 
that that football gave a quick response and that it was swift and they self-imposed, and that's going to help. And I, I think with the firing of Will Wade and, and whatever's going to go on in these he- hearings, I really think the football is not going to take a major hit. i got to agree with you on that. Uh, and it says scholarship reductions and fines is what NC State received. Man, if we could get off with scholarship reductions and fines, that would be awesome. And their their coaches got show calls, penalties, though. That would be ideal, right? Like punish the coach who did this. I still think Woodward can sell the program and sell it to candidates and use this atmosphere and attendance this past season and have a coach buy in and willingly face the music. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I mean, LSU is a brand itself, right? That's what we say. Nobody's no one person's bigger than the brand of LSU. Somebody can buy into this program and, and, and ride out whatever may come sanction wise and you know, build a program later on. And and this is what I want to get here, uh, the Golden Boot Pod. Y'all go check out them and go follow them. They just released their first podcast episode recently. We appreciate y'all coming on and listening. Fellas. Big supporters of us, so we'll be big supporters of them. That's that's Daniel and and Ant and Chris and uh, Pooh Bear, which, by the way, Pooh Bear, we should be seeing. Friday. Friends Friday. So, fellas, who are your choices for your new coach, and and this is a good question because, in all honestly, like I don't know, man. Like I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't. I can list some coaches, and I'm going to, but I'm not going to sit here and be like, this is the one guy I want. I, I am absolutely sold on this guy, right? Like, I mean, if if we're talking like like just to compare when it comes to the football thing, like if you hire Dabo Sweeney. I am 100% sold on this, you know, or, or or these are my absolute choices. We could give that for the football program. When it comes to this, man, I'm not real sure, especially in the situation where you're staring sanctions down the barrel, you know, right right, right around the corner, they're going to come. So that's going to affect yeah, your, your, your coaching process. But I still trust Scott Woodward to make a great hire. I do. We tweeted out earlier – because me and Zach have been spitting out names. We've been, you know, like, this guy, this guy, what about this guy, whatever. And on our way back from Baton Rouge, which we had a great weekend in Baton Rouge, a little business great. trip business down to trip. BR. It was, a, it was a blast. We had a lot of Got fun. Got to eat at Modesto's and, and hang out with yep. the Balcony Bengals. And Absolutely. Check out. It was a blast. Yeah, it, was, it was a blast. When it comes to these choices, I, I, I I'm not exactly sure – where this will go. But on, like I was saying, on our way back from BR, we were talking about potential guys. And one of the guys we mentioned was uh, Mac McMahon. He's the head coach at Murray State. And I'm not saying that that Scott Woodward is going to hire a, a mid-major program coach. He might need to in this situation. I, I'm not going to put a box around Scott Woodward because of these sanctions, because we've seen Scott Woodward do some incredible things. But, dude, Matt McMahon is sitting at Murray State 30-2, and and that man is making half a million dollars a year. He is only making $500,000 a year. and Two million less than Mulkey. He made tournament runs with John Moran. Yes, I mean – I mean, we're paying Kim Mulkey two, two, and like progressively we'll get to two point five, and this man's making only five hundred k. I mean, this is a guy who would leave 
Murray State, if you paid him $3 million a year and come right out, whatever these sanctions were, and With be the a sanctions. solid coach. Yep. And they're nationally ranked in almost two. I don't care who played this year. You only lost two games? That's awesome. I mean, that is a good record. Uh, Tony Bennett is another name we've thought of because, uh, speaking of the devil, Ant Marshall, what are your thoughts on Tony Bennett? Look, Virginia has had a a, 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 um, a great program under Tony Bennett and, and has been a number one seed and won a national championship. I mean, they, they've been incredible. But this year, Virginia has kind of taken a step back and maybe, just maybe, Tony Bennett would make a move if offered the right amount of money. And that would be a slam dunk home run higher if you could get a national champion coach under these sanctions, whatever it may be. Good. I mean, that's a good name to point out there, Ant. But some yes. other guys, like, if we're, if we're, if we do want to put a box around it, right, Zach? If we're going to put a box around it and say, who would be a great coach who you could pull in and would do well and stay through the sanctions? Not just people are like, oh, let's get a coach to get us through the sanctions and then we'll move on. No, like, I don't want to do that. Like, like, get a guy who's going to come in and buy in. Like, if you got to sign a 10 year contract, you know, a six year contract. Yes. Like, like get somebody who's gonna come in and buy in and build a program. Matt McMahon is one of those guys. He's making five hundred k, y'all. Porter Moser, who was at Loyola Chicago and had those crazy runs in the tournament, is now a coach at Oklahoma. That would be one of those guys. Greg McDermott over at Creighton has had Creighton playing really good basketball these last few years and is, has been a tournament yep. team regularly. Matt. Painter would be a home run hire, in my opinion. Matt Painter is at Purdue and has had them ranked and had them at once this year at number one in the country. He's at Purdue. And I feel like Ellis, I mean, I, I may be a little bit biased here. I know it's a little bit different in basketball when it comes to, you know, kind of the hierarchy of the sport, but. Yeah, Purdue and LSU. I mean, LSU's a bigger brand than Purdue. You maybe could pull in a guy like Matt Painter. That would be huge. And another one kind of like Matt McMahon or McMahon uh, is is Nico Medved over at Colorado State who has had them ranked and has had them yeah. playing great ball, who was in the tournament and and, and, and playing great. Man, these those two guys right there, I've, I, they which they just extended, extended uh, Medved, at Colorado State, but Colorado State, LSU, SEC, group of five, you know what I mean? Like, like those are the type of coaches that you could probably get to come and buy in and ride these sanctions out and, and make a good impact on this program, and, and they have on the programs that they are at right now. But, yeah. I mean, man, when you see 30-2, and two, that just, like, screams off the stat chart for me. Yeah. Like, that that's uh, that is a, a a a a number that pops off the page at me. Uh, just to throw another one out there, Zach, and then I'll I'll let you get your suggestions. Mark Pope over at BYU has been playing great. Had them playing great basketball, you know. And and all of these places that I've named, these are places that LSU can recruit better than. In my opinion, you can recruit with the name and the brand of LSU 
better than some of the ones I just named. Last one, I know I said one more, but one more uh, that I thought of that I feel like would be interesting and, and, and may play a role in keeping one of your players is Illinois' coach Brad Underwood. Yeah. Brad Underwood had them at a one seed last year and, and, and made a great run in the tournament. You have Adam Miller now, and there's going to be a lot of question marks about who is going to stay. I feel like if you get Brad Underwood, you get a good chance at keeping Adam Miller. Zach, you got any names you want to throw out there? Those are just some of the names. Well, I've Reagan, I don't know if I can throw out anymore. You threw out a bunch of them there. <laughs> you know, I like a lot of those guys. You know, somebody that we've also mentioned is uh, Scott Drew. Scott Drew over at Baylor. Baylor Ooh. won the national championship last year. The problem with Scott Drew, though, Reagan, is there's been talks that him and Mulkey didn't have a great relationship. But really? there is an assistant at Baylor, Jerome Tang. You know, how is the relationship with him and Mulkey? I would assume there wasn't too much of a relationship th there with him being an assistant. But, you know, Jerome Tang is another option, potentially. You've got guys like Wes Miller over at Cincinnati. You know, there's some big fish that you could pull. You know, you mentioned Underwood. You're going you're gonna to see Kevin Nickelberry as well. I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear that. But uh, you're going to see Kevin Nickelberry lead this team during this NCAA tournament run, how does he perform in this NCAA tournament? Does he potentially uh, get his name in the pool for potential candidates to come to LSU? You know, especially if it's, if they, if they decide to do something like, Hey, let's get somebody to get us through these sanctions and then we'll go and find somebody. I agree with you, Reagan. I don't know necessarily that that's what they're going to do, but you know, some small level guys like Nickelberry, Maybe that's a potential there. Andy Kennedy, I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear that one as well. You know, I'm looking, going through the list I, I wrote down here. He's over at UAB right now. He's been in the SEC. Andy Kennedy did okay at Ole Miss, and he had good times, especially with Marshall Henderson. He's a respected coach. I don't know. We, we, uh, again, we're, we're not fully sure, fully aware of, of the direction this is going to go, but we know that Woodward likes to swing for the fences. And so we'll we'll see what comes of this. But – First, we need to find out what is is going to happen when it comes to sanctions, man, honestly. All right, let's move forward here. We're still talking about basketball. We'll move to our next point now. We've I knew we would go a little long on that first point discussing NOA stuff when it, when it comes to basketball, when it comes to football, coaching search, what's not. But, look, the guys are still playing. They have made it. Basketball received the sixth seed in the Midwest region of the NCAA tournament and will take on number 11 seed, Iowa State. Zach, give me your thoughts on, on, on what we drew, you know, how you felt about what we drew and, and what can these guys do? How will they play? Will the morale be there? I think the morale is going to be there. I, I do. You know, I think, I, especially with a lot of veteran leadership, you know, you've got guys like Darius Days, you've got X, you know, Moani and Tari. I know they're still kind of younger guys, but they're a little bit older than some of these other guys like Brandon, like Efton, you know, a lot of these guys. And, and there's a lot of question marks. Let's 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 not get that twisted. There is a lot of question marks surrounding, you know, these players that are currently at LSU. If they're going to stay at LSU, you know, we already have seen one recruit drop out today, and so there's going to there's be a turnover regarding players. 
But I think the guys are going to get up for it. Kevin Nickelberry, he made a couple statements of the day. You know, we're going to play for the three letters on our chest. We're going to play for yeah. the play for the brand of LSU. And I think, you know, that's going to be the push. I think that's going to be the chant in the locker room as these guys head to the NCAA tournament. Uh, and I trust LSU to get it done, you know, because even though Will Wade is gone, the players are still there and, the, and their skill levels and their talent is all still there. You know, Tari, Tari Eason, uh, even though Will Wade's gone, Tari Eason is still, you know, potential lottery pick. I mean, he's still a great player. Oh, yeah. Darius Stays can still stroke it from the, from the three-point range. You know, I mean, all these guys, they still have their talents. You know, it's not like all that was stripped from them. So these guys, they're still going to want to come out and play hard for themselves, especially for those guys like Darius Days, like X, like Tari, who are going to be moving on and going to the NBA. They're going to want to play hard for themselves. Kevin's going to push playing hard for the name on their back and the name on their chest. And so I expect there to be morale. Now, in regards to who we're playing, you know, we're going to play in Iowa State – I think that's a favorable matchup for LSU. I, I realize Iowa State is a great team. You know, they're they're a really, really good team. But they're sketchy at points when it comes to their offense. And I believe, you know, LSU with how well they play defensively, that can be a big problem for Iowa State. And if LSU is clicking on all the cylinders offensively, I fully expect LSU to win that game. I do. I don't think this team is – to be realistic – you know, and I, I hate to be that way. You know, I, I got to not be a fan here for a moment because, you know, the fan of me wants to say, well, man, they're going to they're going to go all the way to Sweet 16. They're going to use this motivation to, you know, t- carry them a long way. <laughs> I don't think this team makes it past the the second round. You know, I think they're potentially going to lo- probably going to lose in the second round. Here's the thing, though, Reagan. Here's a little twist. If Colgate upsets Wisconsin. And LSU beats Iowa State. I also like that matchup as well. I think LSU could beat a team like Colgate and make it to the Sweet 16. Is that a stretch? Yes, I believe it is. But I follow a lot of these, you know, sites and and they do their predictors and all that kind of things. And, you know, they run all the games through their algorithm or whatever, like 10,000 times. Sportsline is the one I'm talking about. And they actually have – Colgate upsetting Wisconsin in the first round, LSU beating Iowa State in the first round, and then LSU beating Colgate in the second round to advance to the Sweet 16. Mm. Is that a potential? Yes, it is. Do I think it's going to happen? No. But I'm excited to see how these guys play. I think, as we've talked, I think that is the biggest, the biggest factor. How is this team going to play with everything that is surrounding them and with Will Wade gone? I mean, obviously, if Bill Armstrong wouldn't have been fired, he'd probably have taken over. But he, even he got fired, so Kevin Nickelberry is your guy. And I like the leadership that Darius Days is going to provide. He's dealt with this before. He was on the team when they were suspended, when, when Will Wade was suspended for that, time, that period of time in the tournament, in the SEC tournament. And so he's dealt with this. So Nickelberry really leaned on Darius to push the message, man. Uh, I really think they're going to rally together and, and play well. I, I got to agree with you. I think this is a second-round exit team. I, I I do think that there is a major potential potential for a first-round exit. Like, let's not write that – like, let's not, like, get in our minds that we're beating Iowa State. For they sure. showed flashes in the season. They played Kansas close at some points in the season. They, they played 
Texas Tech closed some points in the season, and Baylor closed in the season. They lost to Kansas by one point, 62-61. to 61. But late in the season, mm, they lost to Oklahoma State 53-36. to 36. And their last game in the Big 12 tournament in the quarterfinals, they lost 72-41 to 41 to Texas State. So you're absolutely right. Their offense is sketch at times. And I'm, 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 I'm really curious to see as to how they're going to play when, it, you know, we see that aggressive defense, that, 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 that defense that just seems so swarming. Like, is the, the motivation going to be there for them to do that? Is the motivation going to be there for them to really be just pissed on defense like they can be at times? Yeah. We'll see. We'll it's see how they crowd. rally together and, and 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 how they try to do that. I mean, we'll I mean, it, it will be played and and the Tigers are in. I, I like LSU against Iowa State. If LSU plays Wisconsin, yeah, I think we lose. I mean, I'm not going to say there's a chance we don't. It's March Madness. Crazier things have happened than a 6 seed beating a 3. I mean, it would be crazy in the fact that our coach just got fired and they just beat a 3 seed. Yes, that would be crazy, but crazier things have happened, like UMBC knocking off Virginia 16 versus 1. It's March Madness. Buckle up, man. It's exciting. All this crap has happened, but you still get to play in March Madness. You still get to go to the big dance, right? Friday. So enjoy it. Enjoy it. And and we'll, we'll watch these last few games of the season, pull for the Tigers, man. And, and, and man, you really hope for these guys who – who have been stars this season, you know, Tari Eason, Xavier Pinson, namely Darius Days. I, I really hate that here at the cusp of Darius Days' career, oh, and what a great career Darius Days has had at LSU. Yeah. He will forever be a Tiger and was loyal to LSU, and, and I'm, we're so grateful that he came back uh, this year and, and to contribute to this team. I hate that this is the way – his career is ending at LSU. I just absolutely hate it. So I hope to see him, you know, go out there and play with heart and passion and finish out as a Tiger strong. Xavier Pinson, who's been a great point guard this season and has been a leader on the team, you know, those guys who are going to move on, you know, you got to pull for those guys, you know, yeah. and, and just support them fully uh, through this because this is tough for them. There's no doubt this is tough for them. And and but we'll see. I mean, cheer for the Tigers all the way through, and and we'll see how everything else is handled after the tournament. But for now, let's focus on these games, and let's rally behind these guys and support them 100. Well, we'll move on here from our basketball to the diamond. Great week in baseball for the Tigers. Namely, this weekend they swept Bethune, Bethune, however you want to say it, Cookman. The first game was kind of slow. The second game was a little bit better, and boy, they knocked it out of the park on Sunday with a fifteen to nothing win over Bethune Cookman to complete the sweep. They also took care of their midweek game, and so they were four and zero on the week. This week, you have a big week. You're gonna be playing Tulane, who is a ranked team at Alex Box. Big game, and then you start SEC play in Alex Box against the Texas A&M Aggies. Zach, I know you got some stats from this weekend. Really liked what we saw this weekend from the pitching staff, namely. Yep. Tell me what you got. Well, mainly the strikeouts. On Ooh. Saturday, we got to see Ty Floyd, and Ty Floyd had a great game. 
Um, yeah, he, he threw for eight strikeouts. And then Roselman came in and he threw seven strikeouts. So 15 total strikeouts on Saturday for the two pitchers. You preserve some arms for the Sunday game. And then in the course of the Sunday game, it was just a complete route. 15 to nothing. The bats were were on fire. They were hitting. Did we potentially find a really good lineup with putting Gio? I love the jock move. Yeah, putting Gio out and right. That team and and that game and the lineup and the pitching. You know, McHale had a great game. I've been screaming it from the rooftops. Put McHale in the Sunday role and leave him in the Sunday role. He excelled. He excelled. I believe he had six strikeouts. He might have had seven. Had a really great game. Uh, Pitched well. Didn't surrender any runs at all. And the batting came alive. Really exceptional. Jacob Berry was awarded the National Player of the Week by College Baseball. And so that was also very impressive. He He had a couple of home runs, I believe. Dylan had a home run. Cade had some home runs. Hayden Travinsky came came in after McManus struggled a lot this weekend, and Hayden Travinsky had a really good bat. Jack Merrifield came in and had some really good at bats. Drew Bianco had some really good at bats. You know, just nothing but positive. I realize this is Bethune Cookman. Obviously, there was a struggle on Friday. We've already discussed that game on our show that we had Friday with the Balcony Bengals, so we won't discuss that too much. But you were able to come back and you're able to fight in that game, and that's very impressive to see from this team. And then you just completely dominated in in games two and three. So overall, a great weekend. Luckily, this is pretty cool. So we, you know, we took our business trip to Baton Rouge this past weekend. I got to go and, and watch the Friday game against Bethune Cookman, uh, which was really cool. Get to see three homers. Uh, two of them were hit to where we were sitting, which was really cool. Kate hit one to us. Bobby went and stole the – where's Bobby at? Bring Bobby. Bobby. Bobby went and stole a baseball from a kid. He was like, hey, can I have the baseball? And, and Bobby just ignored him. What? Hey, yeah, if you want to go see that video of Bobby stealing the ball from the LSU kid, baseball. go look at LSU baseball's Instagram and you can see Bobby going to get the ball before the kid did. And, so, and Bobby, Bobby then handed it to another kid. It was great. Uh, what was funny, though, is then the young Cruz hit a homer, and that kid went to go get the ball. It bounced that same kid that Bobby n- just neglected and did not give him the baseball. The ball bounced off the bleachers and went back into the back into the outfield. The kid was running over there from, like, eight rows down trying to get the ball. It bounced on the Now, luckily, luckily – the outfitter from uh, BCU threw it back up to the kid, and the kid's like running. He's like, "I got one! I got one!" It was, it was, it was really, it was really now, great. Now, don't drag me completely through the mud because I, if you watch the video through, I, I did give one of the kids the ball. Okay, the other kid ran from halfway across the stadium. I can't help that. Okay, and he turns now, around because the kid that was sitting in front of the ball and didn't even move to get the ball. Now, I don't always run like an old man. He but the, bleach, the bleachers were wet, and I didn't want to fall. They didn't <laughs> laugh at me. So that, that was a fun trip. But I, I, I get to actually go to <laughs> tomorrow night's game against Tulane. 
which is pretty cool. Yeah, so mom yeah. and dad were going with Sierra and Simon, our younger siblings, to go down there, watch a game, and, and celebrate our Paul Paul, my dad's dad's birthday. And mom was like, hey, I got extra chicken. And I was like, uh, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So, because uh, that's going to be a great game. A game we could lose because Tulane has Tulane been good. playing very well. They're ranked. They won the weekend series against State. So Late you know, but, watching, uh-huh. but maybe maybe because we're going, we're gonna win because every single LSU game that we have went to, no matter if it was basketball, baseball, football, lacrosse, lacrosse. Ball, I'm just kidding, we haven't been to any of those. But uh but uh any any of them that we've been to, um LSU has won every time. LSU has yeah. won every time, just about. And so uh, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, the LSU Tigers can defeat the Tulane Green Wave on tomorrow night, uh, on Tuesday. But yeah, overall, great weekend for the for the yeah LSU man. Tigers. Look, Mikel, Mikel had six strikeouts. By the way, if you, I, I know you didn't yeah. know, that, but one thing we do have to mention uh, about this weekend that that for baseball that did stink, and we'll have to keep an eye on it. Is Blake Money was pulled out of the game? Yep, on Friday, and. Now it looks like his his hand or his wrist or whatever, according to Jay Johnson, had some strain. Uh, um, and apparently, it's not too serious. It's going to be day to day. Nothing too serious. Fingers crossed, he'll be back very soon. Danny Girl, baseball was great this weekend, but I think I need to start my own podcast and cover women's basketball, gymnastics, and those softball. Ladies. Hey, shout out to the softball girls knocking off the number two team in the country, the Alabama Crimson Tide. It's always a great day when LSU beats Alabama, regardless of which sport it is, especially when they're ranked number two in the country and they win the series two out of three. Okay, AD, hat game official tonight already. You know, keep it strapped, boy. I keep it on. I know. Well, so hopefully, Blake Money will, will be back and good. Bobby, how many errors did we get this commit this weekend? Only three on the whole series. Very impressive. One each day. Much, much better, but we want no errors, right? We want none. I know that's not feasible, but it is what it is. Now, yes, I, I, I mean, I want us to talk specifically about that Sunday lineup. I think you need to keep Geo in right. If you're not going to try Joe Bear out there and right, keep yeah. Geo in right. His defense is great. He's fast as lightning, and he has proved that he can swing the bat. He swung the bat great on Sunday. I mean, he even hit one out of the park. The Italian stallion himself, Gio DiGiacomo, uh, and I really loved what I saw out of that lineup. And and, and Barry seems to kind of have found himself over at third base a little bit. And, man, his bat indeed was rocking this weekend. He batted for 500 this weekend, 9 of 18, three home runs, a double, seven RBIs, and seven runs scored. But I loved what I saw out of of this weekend. But Gio was three for four on Sunday. Three for four with a home run and a double. He had a great game on Sunday, and I want to see that continue because you really don't even have to worry about the defense when Gio's out and right. The pitching was good this weekend. Hopefully, Blake Money's fine. You may can solidify a, a starting rotation with Ty and Hilliard and Money when he gets healthy. I want to see more of Gio in right field, and if that bat continues, absolutely leave him in the lineup. You love it. You got to love it. 
when there's great defense and you compare it, you compare it with great offense as well. I mean, if Geo's hitting three for four, two two for four, you know, and he's playing excellent defense out and right, by all means, leave him out there. Yeah. But we'll see this weekend. You start SEC play. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get to these sponsors. We appreciate y'all coming on tonight and interacting. Go follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Tigers Avenue. We post on there regularly. We give you updates on when our shows are coming on, and we also just tweet and post about all things LSU as well. Don't forget also to go subscribe to our YouTube channel, also at Tigers Avenue. If you're watching on YouTube, click off right now, hit that subscribe button, and come right back. We stream live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube all at the same time. So go like, subscribe, follow, whatever you need to do on all those platforms at Tigers Avenue. Five-star hero, your intro and outro music for the Tigers Avenue show. They ain't ready for that LSU. Go check out all his music on all the major platforms. Also, go follow him on Instagram, at Saints Anthem as well as Twitter, at One Nation Doty. Don't forget to go check out his Facebook page for some Saints and LSU merchandise as well. Five-star hero. Big shout-out to Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. We appreciate her continued sponsorship and support of the Tigers Avenue show. Her firm likes to focus on ensuring that the elderly have their needs met and their wishes carried out and that their dignity is maintained. Here for you, here for your family. Sarah Klein-Stevens, attorney at law. Guys, we want to encourage you to go and check out our website at tigersavenue.podbean.com. You can find the playlist to our YouTube, as well as all of our latest episodes on the front page. If you go to the pages link, you can find Five Star Heroes merch and all of his beats that are available on Apple Music and Spotify. If you go to our sponsors, you can see all of the sponsors that support Tigers Avenue and check out all of their info. If you check out the Tiger Times page, you can go and see all of our games that we've attended at Alex Box Stadium, Tiger Stadium, and the PMAC through the years. And if you click on the support page, you can go and find the QR codes for our Cash App and our PayPal to support Tigers Avenue. Again, all of this you can find at tigersavenue.podbean.com. We'll see you next time on Friday night in the next edition of Tigers Avenue. Appreciate you. Five-star hero, take us out. Peace. Who that, who that, five-star? Who that, who that, five-star? And the LSU Tigers, LSU Tigers. Who